Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Quirk, and I'm here with my host, Ethan Pachersky. Ethan Pachersky. Is that um, is that as in like you're a parasitic and I am your host? Yeah, yeah. This is a parasitic relationship. Oh! And it always has been. Yeah, yeah. You're sort of like a I, you're sort of like a guinea worm. Yeah. I, okay. Don't, don't Google that, guys. So anyway, shh. so. Listen, we have a podcast to do today, allegedly, many say. Um, do you have any insight on why we're here? You know, why millions are listening in as we speak. Yeah. Why, yeah, why I, have they gathered here? Well, I've been told we're going to be reviewing Pool A of the World Baseball Classic. And uh, I think the interesting part of that is it's got some good teams in here. The Netherlands... We're going to have a guest on to talk about Cuba, Italy, Panama is a good baseball nation. And then the host country, and I don't want to besmirch them, is Chinese Taipei. And to my understanding, they're like the third best baseball nation in Asia. Like they're firmly behind Korea and Japan, but they've Mm -hmm. got the CPBL, which is a good league. Um, They've got a lot of homegrown guys that are in, you know, the minor leagues or in their developmental league and, They've produced, I think, like 15 major leaguers, 16 major leaguers. Like, they're, they're, they're doing all right. I just don't know anything about baseball in Taiwan. So yeah, uh, we, know, we know some of the players, and we do know Chin Ming Wong, who is one of their coaches. He, he is their bullpen coach. So we, we do know him. But uh, outside of that, yeah, we are uh, – we're, we are looking at a team that we're not super familiar with, but it does look like, uh, according to this article by Michael Clare on MLB.com, he appears to be of the opinion that this is going to be a offensive team. So, Well, I mean, should we just run down? Because these, these are the names that stuck out to me. They've got a few ex-major leaguers on here. They've got mm-hmm. Chi Wei Hu who pitched a couple of games, I think, for the Padres or the Pirates or something. A couple okay. a couple of games. C.C. Lee, he was a Cleveland Indian in, like, 2015, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen Ho Sang was a Cub, but he pulled out of the WBC. He was replaced by a CPBL guy. And then they've got Wei Chung Wong, who also pitched a couple of games in the majors. None of these guys had <clears throat> long, successful major league careers. They more had cups of coffee. And then on offense, they've only got two big leaguers. They've got Yu Chang, might be Chong, I'm not sure, who has kind of bounced around. He was with Cleveland and I think Boston, the Pirates. I want to say he was a Ray. He, he's a utility infield guy who kind of got some hype as a prospect, so maybe he can turn into something. He's probably, I would think, their best player. And they've also got right. Zue Lin, who is kind of a big shortstop prospect with the Twins, I think. Um, or it might have been the Red Sox, I forget. Um, and then it sort of just never panned out. Uh, I know he played on the Twins and Red Sox. I don't remember which one was first. Um, he hasn't played in MLB since 2021. He played for the Auckland Tuatara this winter of the Australian Baseball League. Um, so he's still active in baseball. You know, he, he'll probably be good for them. And, Tom, I have to be honest with you, the rest of this team, I just don't know. I think they have a couple of minor leaguers who hopefully can turn into something. But let's let's give – Let's give credit where it's due. I don't know a lot of these players. I know a couple of the ex-major leaguers. They have a catcher here. (laughs) 
Can I attempt to say his name? Now, before you say his name, I do want to point out, um, according to this uh, Michael Clare article, this guy led uh, CPVL. Was that what it was called? Yeah, that's their league, the Taiwan. Yeah, he, he led it in home runs last year. So, you know, they also have the uh, CP. Dude, I keep getting the same notification over and over again for WinZip. Like, I'm going to throw my computer out the window if it keeps doing this. No, no, don't and, let WinZip win. Yeah, it's going to be lose zip. Yeah. <laughs> so they have this catcher who, yes, we are going to take a stab at his name. Um, they also have the reigning MVP of CPBL, Lee Lin. So, I mean, they're, I think they're bringing their best hitters. That's what it looks like. And, um, you know, they, yeah, like you mentioned, they've got some, some guys like, you know, I don't want to say a lot of guys from the minors, but again, uh, uh, Taiwan is a country with a fairly robust baseball culture. So they're, they're going to have the advantage if, you know, if they were playing a country like Great Britain or like the Czech Republic, as much as I love them, they probably have a pretty solid advantage over teams like that for sure. Well, I think, well, it's also important to know they're the host country, which is cool. I don't think they've hosted any WBC games before. So good for them. Keep growing the game in Taiwan. I'm, I'm happy about yeah. that. Um, and the other thing I think to keep in mind is I watched Baseball International's video. By the way, he's great. Go back and watch our episode that we did with him um, and go follow him. He's awesome. But I watched his uh, like preview of Team Taiwan. And basically mm-hmm. he said, because I'm not familiar with the CPBL. And I think a lot of people think of Japan, you know, NPB baseball as between double A AA and triple A, maybe triple A level. So the best players in NPB can hang. I think maybe. that I think he said that he considers it to be maybe a little bit above triple A. Yeah, like it's not quite the majors, but it, it's far yeah, he, and away the best of everything. Probably else. has a point because triple A is increasingly just like where you stash like roster filler. So. It's yeah, I think probably... the way talent is being developed is changing, and it's not mm-hmm. so much linear. You go through every level. I think it's guys make yeah. the jump more than that. But but here's my point, though. Um, if you think of Japan as roughly a AAA equivalent, then right. you think of Korea as roughly a AA equivalent, right? It's a step below Japan, but it's it's an excellent league. And the thing to keep in mind is the best players in Korea can hang in the major leagues just like there are guys in double A who are blowing the doors off and they can go play in the major leagues tomorrow, but there's not a ton of them. You know what I mean? A lot of the guys are roster fillers. And so, and obviously the same thing in Japan, I think the CPBL is probably around the high a or low a level of like, there are probably a few stars who are great. Like the Yu Changs of the world who aren't going to come to the majors and be amazing, but they can keep a roster spot for a little while. And I would assume there are probably a couple of guys like that in uh, the CPBL, but I think it's, firmly below korea and japan not that there's anything wrong with that um and i think the other thing that that is nice about the cpbl i was going to say to keep in mind but that would have been the third time i said it but they they do say it again the other thing to keep in mind they do they do have some uh imports to like bring the talent level the league up i i know for whatever reason my brain is just remembering that justin nicolino played over there (laughs) (laughs) all right i guess we're playing elmer descends again yeah that's a that's a good name isn't it yeah. Um, You're gonna have a Justin themed one. Do I have to come with Justin Defreitas? <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Or Justin um, Ruggiano. 
but yeah, so the, so it is a good league. I think it's firmly the third best league in Asia. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's obviously a developing baseball country. They're going to keep getting better. So, yeah, that's all I have on Taiwan. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about the non-MLB players. All Although, right. can I take a crack at this guy's name, or would you like to go first? No, you know what? I think that you should go first because – where is it? Oh, here it is. Not that there's anything wrong with that. All right, so in, in now see, in I don't three, think it fit that time. In three, two, one, go. Well, first, I just want to say I just realized he's he wears number sixty nine. So God bless him. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right, all right. So his name is spelled K U N G. No, 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 K-U-A-N. don't spell it. Just say it. Just well, say just it. for our listeners, just so you know, it's K U N G K U A N space last name. G I L J E G I L J A W. All right. Now here's here's how we're gonna do this. Okay. I'm gonna count you in, and I'm gonna take off the headphones so that I don't hear how you pronounce it. Ah. And then I'm gonna come back in and pronounce it the way I think it's pronounced. All right. All right. All right. All right. Go okay. ahead. Okay. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Kunquan Gil that's my guess. Kunquan oh, killed Jiggle Jaw. All right. <laughs> oh all my right. gosh, dude. Right. Oh! Okay, here we go. Ready? Am I allowed to hear yours since I already went? Yeah, or... you, you you can't be spoiled now. Okay. Here we go. Ready? I want to see you like shadow boxing, like getting ready. Yeah, I'm gonna stretch. <laughs> I'm gonna, like. <sighs> <laughs> all right, go ahead. Kung Kwan Gil Jeggle Jaw. That's pretty much what I said. Is it? I said Kung Kwan Gil Jiggle. Hang on. Now I can't even remember what I said. You know what? You know what? What we cannot say about this gentleman. There's one thing that we definitively cannot say about him. There's many things that I think we don't know about this guy, but one thing we know that we cannot say is. His name is Dan. We cannot say that about this guy. I would argue that you don't know that. I'll give you that. But you know what? I, I feel pretty sure. I feel safe saying that we can't say that about this gentleman. So anyway, um, that's Chinese Taipei. I think um, uh, I should have had uh, the Sean Power rankings pulled up. I think they, they rate somewhere around like the middle. You know, they're, they're not. Well, let, let's get into this at the end. Once we've gone over all the teams, what we think will happen uh, you you want to do our official power rankings at the end? Okay. Yeah. I mean, just, just by the way, the I just head. noticed that Sean's cover photo on Twitter is Michael Scott standing on top of Dunder Mifflin and he put an Astros hat on him. And for some reason, I think this is very amusing. <laughs> I, um... All right. All right. So look, there's, there's five teams in this pool. Chinese Taipei, the host team is one of them. There's another one, and I just pulled up their roster, and I already love this guy's name. <laughs> I don't think this guy played professionally, like in MLB or anything. He doesn't have a picture on here, but uh, this guy is one of the pitchers on the Kingdom of the Netherlands, and his name appears to be Dennis Burgers Dishk. I mean, Burgers Dishk. Yeah, they got some great names, man. I love it. Yorgini Casimiri, 
They had a the, guy. Um... They had a guy. I don't think he's on here anymore. I think he's a little old now. But last WBC, they had a guy named Diego Mar Markwell. Well, they, I mean, they have sick narf loop stock. <laughs> they do. I heard. Now, see, I almost don't want to ruin it for you, but I heard that his name is that because it's his father's name, Francis, backwards. And I hate that. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I like it way better when his parents were just like, what a beautiful baby boy. Sick narf. Uh, yeah, he looks just like a sick narf. <laughs> they got they got some great na- Wendell Florenus. <laughs> of course, Dylan Farley. Yeah, um, they they do have some random American names. Ryan Huntington. Uh, you, know, you know who? You know who Ke- they oh, have? Ke- Kevin Kelly. One of their catchers. His name is Deshank. Oh! Ricard. Oh! <laughs> oh, perfect. Friend of the show. <laughs> friend. Friend of the show. Let's get the coaching staff out of the way. Hensley Mullins is the manager. He was the first Curacao player in Major League history. He's a bench coach, I think, with the Rockies. Um, Hall of Famer Burt Blylevin is the pitching coach. Oh, you skipped the best one. Turk Smeets. Turk Smeets. I don't know who that is. (laughs) Gene Kingsale is the first player from Aruba in history. He's the first base coach. I don't know who Ben Thyssen is. Andrew Jones, hopefully future Hall of Famer, is the bench coach. Mike Harkey, mm-hmm. I want to say one of Cy Young, but even if he didn't, he was a really good pitcher, is the bullpen coach. And, of course, quality control coach, Everett Yonthoen, of course. Yeah, and hopefully that's how you say his name. But, look, course, let, let's get course. to the real stuff here, which is the, the team Meat they're going to put on the field. The Netherlands, frankly, that they have – like, your A-tier teams are the U.S., Dominican Republic, Japan. The Netherlands is right there with like Venezuela. I mean, they're probably not so? as good as Venezuela. But I don't. I don't agree. With they're that. in I the think... same tier as them, like like Venezuela, the Netherlands, like Korea, like I all of I those disagree. teams are. You think? I so? think I disagree. I think I, I think they're one below. I think because like, they like a B Czech, minus. I would I would call Czech Republic and China F tier, right? And then Australia, yeah. the rest, I would call D tier. And what you're saying, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, all those, I would call B tier. And then I okay. think the Netherlands, Italy, Israel, Cuba, I would group into this. I would call C tier. I you feel know like what the I mean? Netherlands, I think a, a Netherlands is better than all those teams, though. I mean, the I Netherlands think, is like, the Netherlands I, has a bunch of current good major leaguers all right can i give you my can i give you why though i think they're a little top heavy because they do Uh, have stars right xander bogart's unmitigated star jonathan sorry sorry i think you mean xander but guards all right that's enough of that jonathan scope can still hit he's a good player here's Mm. the here's the problem they have a lot of guys with a lot of name value that i don't know how well they're going to produce vladimir valentin is a record holder in japan but he's like 38. I'm hoping he still has a lot of power, but even so, he's a DH. That's good, but, you know, Andrelton yeah. Simmons cannot hit anymore. He should be a good defender, but he's a complete zero at the plate. Um, Didi Gregorius fell apart with the Phillies last year. I like Didi. I hope he does well and can turn that another major league job. I'm not sure if it's going right. to happen. Richie and Josh Palacios are both young guys. Uh, I think they were a good get for the team. They didn't hit particularly well at the major league level last year. It's the WBC, so it could be different, but I, I don't think they're going to be stars. Roger Bernadina is, like, almost 40. And then 
their their catcher is going to be Chadwick Trump, who I like. He's good, but he's more of a depth catcher at the big league level. He's like right. a second string guy. He's not a star. And then on the on the pitching side, they're really lacking. Kenley Jansen's their one big guy, and he came out and said, "I'll pitch maybe if they make it to Miami." So they're not going to have him in the first round. So when they really need him to get them into the the next round, they're not going to have him. And then okay, if they get him, great. But we're not, we don't know if that's going to happen. And then the only other major league guys, Jair Jurgens, is almost he's like thirty six years old, I think. He hasn't and pitched he wasn't in like ten years. The world's greatest major leaguer to begin with. Yeah, I mean but he again, was good on the Braves for a couple of years, but like he's old now. Right. Chiron Martise is old. He hasn't pitched in the majors in forever. And then the only other guy is Pedro Strope, who also is old now. He's he's thirty right. eight, I think, thirty seven, something like that. So like they have a lot of name value. I think the only absolute star they have is Xander Bogarts. Ozzy Albies would have been great, but it didn't happen. And then the rest are guys who like I really want Didi to do well. I really want Andrelton Simmons to do well. Like I like these guys. I just don't know if I see it happening. And then they've mm-hmm. got a couple of minor leaguers like Franklin Van Gerp could become the. That's a great name, by the way. Could become the first St. Martin-born player in major leagues. That would be really cool. Derek West's in AAA with the Astros. Like that would be cool. But other than that, like dude, their pitching staff is like. I don't like what, it, what yeah, I'm seeing. It's, it's a lot of Ducks staff, league guys. Their pitching staff is pretty weak. Yeah, outside like I, of, I, I like the outside Netherlands. of the star Dennis Berger's dish. Of course, but, I like um, the Netherlands. I think they're in the right pool to compete because I think they're on that Italy, Cuba, Chinese Taipei like level. You know what I mean? Like I think those are all kind of middle of the pack teams. Like I can totally see the Netherlands making it out of this group. I think if they were in the Japan Korea pool, they wouldn't. You same thing with the U.S. and you know Colombia, well, yeah. Mexico, and all that. But I, I think, think they're in the right pool if they're going to move on. So I'm not trying to say it won't happen. I don't. I don't see them doing super super well. And the other thing is like they they always overperform in the World Baseball Classic. I think they finished fourth last time, which is really I think good. You're right about that. Out of yeah. a field of 16, I don't. I don't see that happening this time. I think there's. I think there's too much going on. What do you think? Well, they they would play the runner-up of uh, Pool B if they win. And, and they that's, would... that will be probably Korea. That's a good team. It, yeah, I mean, I, I just – I don't think that Korea is so much better than this team that it's – they're just – like, it's unwinnable, you know? I, I don't think it's unwinnable. I don't but think – Korea would be the favorite. Yeah. But uh, you know what it is? You know what it is? I, I'm not I'm not an expert. I don't know who most of these Dutch League guys are. Just like I don't know most who most of the KBO guys are on Korea. Right. I think the thing in my mind that, that's bumming me out about the Netherlands a little bit is the quality of the KBO is is like good comparatively. It's like we said, like a double A kind of league. So the, the they're mm-hmm. taking the best of the best of KBO, so double A stars. And I don't know if the Netherlands League is like that. Like it's not like when we had Seb on, he was like, you know, you're not getting paid these great salaries. You know, it's more like right. for fun and it's guys that are good, but you know, it's not amazing. I don't think the the depth is there to round out the roster. And I think Korea has pretty good pitching and I don't think the Netherlands has that. I think though they should be able to hit. Hopefully. If, if it does come down, which I do agree. I think it's going to come down to pitching for most of these matchups, which is we will get to this when we do, uh, the U.S., but that's one of the reasons why I'm afraid that the U.S. can underperform because the U.S. pitching is not very good compared to DR or especially Japan. Um, 
and you know we want to talk about pitching that's not very good it is true that the netherlands pitching staff anchored by jair jurgens right not looking great shiron martis pitched what two years in the majors i mean Again, this team will probably smoke like Panama and Nicaragua. Like they probably won't have any difficulty against them. They can probably just score a whole bunch of runs because that they will do that. They are going to hit. Like I am less down on Didi Gregorius than I was on Philly's Didi Gregorius because you know, well, Philly's Didi Gregorius game. is going up against a, like Spencer Strider. Yeah, you know, how true. many times a year? I did forget something important. I I sold them a little bit short. MLB.com doesn't have it on there, but I I think Sean tweeted Jerks and Profar is playing for them. So that is important. Yeah, I mean. That that is really good. I forgot about that. Is he going to play outfield for them? They only have four outfielders. Yeah, probably better than all of them. But wherever you – I mean, he'll have a spot. He's better. better And he beefs up their lineup. If Vladimir Ballantine still has anything in the tank, which I suspect he probably does, maybe not against – korea you know teams with young good pitching but although korea's uh didn't didn't odell say that korea's relief pitching is kind of bad i think he said usually it is but they look okay this this is that what he said okay i think so yeah i mean the netherlands i might call them the favorite in this pool it's not strong Cuba, Italy, Israel, Netherlands are all they're all de- like good teams. The, uh, I would assume that the as we go through these, you know, it's probably going to be safe to say that the top heavy label will apply to most of them. Yeah, I would agree. I would so agree. that's that's kind of what defines this pool in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but I, also the Netherlands, I mean. Yeah, how much does what the Netherlands did in 2017 matter? But the Netherlands right. does always kind of seem to go further than people think they will. Did yeah, they, I, I did they could beat see the them Dominican Republic well. one year. I don't know. I don't did, know. I, I could see them doing well. Like I'd like to be proven wrong. I like the Netherlands. Obviously, I like Seb, but mm-hmm. um, I just think people might be overrating them a little bit because they have a, players that I think their name value is higher now than their talent. And I think that the Netherlands program as a whole gets a lot of hype. Hey, you guys, hope you're enjoying our episode breaking down Pool A of the World Baseball Classic. I'm a moron, and I forgot to record the first meeting that we did with Phil Seelig. You know him as Cuba Dugout on Twitter and everywhere else, his website, obviously. So I'll just give a quick introduction of him now. He's from Canada. He's got a lot of ties to Cuba. He goes down frequently and um, knows a lot of players in in the Cuban Serie Nationale. And he just does a lot of work down there, and he covers Cuba. He writes. He photographs players. Um, He has a YouTube channel. Go check that out. All of his handles are Cuba Dugout. And he was just a super cool guy. He was really nice. I DM'd him. He was wanting to come on the show. A huge thank you to Phil for coming on the show and talking about Cuba. So anyway, I'm missing the first part of the introduction. I apologize for that, Phil. I'm sorry. Um, But we'll have him on again at a later time just to tell us about exactly what he does and how it really is cool work what he's doing. So we'll definitely have another episode with Phil so we can do all that. But anyway, Phil's here to tell us about 
the Cuba national team for the World Baseball Classic, something I don't know a lot about. I know a lot of Americans don't know a lot about because of all the politics and everything that get in the way of that. So I really hope you guys enjoy our interview with Phil, and it went way better than I ever could have expected. He was awesome. He was a great guest. One more big thank you to Phil. Go check him out everywhere at Cuba Dugout. So, Phil, do you want to just shepherd us through the Cuba roster? I'm obviously familiar with the MLB guys. I don't know anything about anybody else. So, I mean, it probably makes the most sense uh, to, to kind of take a look at this. Let's do it. Yeah, screw it. Let's do it alphabetically. Starting off with uh, Arizbel Arubarena. Uh, so if people don't know, signed for with the Dodgers a few years back for, for mm-hmm. $25 million. Um, had some issues. So he did make a, a cameo in, in, the, in, the, in the show. Had some issues in the minor leagues. Started a large brawl and then, then had uh, diabetes concerns. And as I said, there, there is a level two that at the same time, this is when the Dodgers went big on a few players. Oliveira, uh, Alex Guerrero. And so whether they just looked at it as a whole and said, we're cutting bait on this kind of uh, let him go. So he's a guy that returned to Cuba a couple of years ago. And if he was only a, considered a glove first shortstop uh, for the longest time, his bat has played at least at that level. And he has played in other professional leagues. He did lead the, uh, the Cuban national series in home runs a few years ago with 19. And that was in, is it about 90 games? That's not a bad power showing as it goes and uh, led uh, Matanzas to their first championship. So he's, uh, he's a guy that, um, you know, if you look at it, still young enough at 32, has international experience, I think comes in and, and um, you know, is one of the first guys, I'll, I'll use this term, maybe a quadruple A player. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, mixed in with some of the other guys that we're going to talk about here, I think gives a nice mix. And, and, you know, if people were looking at and thinking that, um, you know, cause probably a Jose Iglesias is, uh, is a, is a guy that if you were looking at major leaguers, I would think would, would be a nice fit. So right. for whatever reason, um, I don't know if Jose was approached or what his uh, personal opinions are. I wasn't surprised by this because I kind of had the feeling that when, when Arius Bell repatriated to the Cuban National Series a few years ago was kind of with the idea that this is this is the payoff. So right, yeah. So if we if we look at this kind of alphabetically, um, the next player is going to be a name that I think is going to be um, is going to be familiar for a lot of people, and that's Yuena Cespedes. And so obviously he of the raw power, winning two home run derbies, and you know more tools than a than a Home Depot um but uh raw very raw and you know hasn't been able to stay healthy um i know you know the mets probably look back and 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 maybe regret that deal and uh, do they ever he might he might he might still be getting paid on that but um so if he is healthy in any way obviously is a guy that you know in a short tournament like this um or phrased if he can do any type of damage any type of heavy lifting i think that's what takes cuba further than they've been over the past few years mm. do you have any idea what kind of shape cespedes is in coming into this he looked so he has maintained shape physically um mm. in terms of that he did play a little bit in uh, the dominican league but then i think either maybe because he was being a little bit cautious i think he had either it was either some lower leg or heel issues maybe still relevant to the to the to the famous injury he had you know chasing wild boars around that uh, <laughs> i remember that <laughs> seemed to seem to have dogged him 
um, that uh, everyone's saying he, he appears to be healthy, but he's, he's still fit. So, so that's a good thing. It's just whether or not, um, whether he can keep it together. Next is a guy who actually is the all-time leader in home runs in World Baseball Classic play uh, with, with seven, and that's Alfredo Despain, uh, Despaigne, Despain, same thing. There's a through line in this that there's often All different right. ways to, uh, to, to pronounce Cuban names. That does make um, it nice and easy, though. You know, there's, yeah, it's and, not like me trying to pronounce the Japanese team's names oh, a couple geez. of episodes ago, and it was that not was good. bad. That was, was not good at all. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I'll, I'll 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 stay in my lane on this one. So uh, you know, um, is he close? He's closer to the end than he is the beginning. And actually, as an aside, um, him and Cespedes came up for the same grandma team in the um, kind of mid two thousands or earlier two thousands. Mm. And at that juncture, they were, you know, kind of a, a two-headed hydra. Um, and and if you look at their numbers, were ridiculous. They were putting up video game numbers at that point. And so there's an argument to be made that uh, that that the Spain is probably the best Cuban slugger never to have appeared in MLB, um, and has been playing in Japan with SoftBank Hawks for the past few years. Has been a consistent 30 home run hitter when healthy and and in shape and, and younger there. Uh, so him, him coming along here, we're going to find out if he has anything left in the tank. Otherwise he is a veteran, uh, power threat and, and knows Japanese pitching, um, at the okay. very least. And, but is probably, uh, probably going to get the majority of the DH bat DH at bats. Although Cespedes might be pushing for that contingent on his health. So th the way that they manage that roster, that lineup is, is going to be key because, it's not it's not fluid like we do obviously the additions of a couple guys that we'll talk about that that people are going to be more familiar with are really going to solidify that defense but there are a couple spots where it's either a little bit of a log jam with 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 guys that really should be DHing or where we don't have a natural defender at that position so otherwise you know Spain does own a glove <laughs> and, and you know i guess could stand, could, could stand in the outfield um, he can get somebody else so. to break it in for him yeah well no <laughs> he sounds good. he sounds that's... to me like they're vladimir valentine yeah i think that's fair yeah i think mm. uh, i think that's fair actually as an aside to that i i um i have a good friend of mine who collects a lot of items from uh from a chap who didn't make the roster who i was hoping would but would add to that problem and Frederick Cepeda. So I, I picked up a couple of his gloves from, uh, from Cuba one time. I was like, I don't think this has ever been used. <laughs> and, and I don't mean it was brand new. I mean, like it was his, his gamer. I was like, I don't, I don't think right. this has ever been used. So. Yeah. I was going to say, it, it sounds like maybe he doesn't need them anymore. <laughs> can I, can I ask a question about yeah. something you said really fast? What is a grant? What does grandma club mean? So the grandma Alizanis are the, uh, they're actually the current dynasty in Cuba. It is the team in, so grandma uh, is the province that they played in. Sorry, because that uh, same thing. More, it's a, it's a more Cuban, okay. more Cuban okay. words. So I, it was, I had it in my head of, you know, how people will say like, oh, the WC returns the player to the parent club. I thought it yeah, was something yeah. like that. Okay. No, Sorry, so the so, grandparent so, club. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. There was some weird thing that I didn't know about. I've I, I've I've made jokes about that, you know. So, um, is, but but the grandma Elizani is actually the reason why the province is called Grandma. That was the name of the boat that Fidel and Shay came 
and started the revolution on the way into Cuba. That was the name of the yacht that they came huh. on. So huh. it's G-R-A-N-M-A, not Grandma, okay. but Grandma. Yeah. So it uh, always comes back to politics. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, yeah. all right, so who's next? So next, uh, Yadir Drake is another chap that signed with the Dodgers for, for less dollars, but, you know, might be in kind of that pipeline where they went big on Cuba, but as a gentleman that uh, I think is probably going to get the majority of the first base uh, innings, even though he's not, He's not a pure first baseman. He's probably a natural outfielder, but a first base who won't kill you. Um, right. He's a guy that's returned to, to Cuba as well, similar to Aerobrania with the Matanzas Cocodrilos and has hit well there, but also has been lighting it up in, in Mexico. So probably probably another one of those uh, quadruple A players, that uh, good veteran bat that, um, again, people will say, oh, is this person going to be there? I was like, Drake's, Drake's going to be there. So um and, and probably will get the majority of the the abats in first base uh next we have diane garcia so this this is uh, this is a guy who's played in, in somewhat obscurity in cuba for his entire career and this is one of those moves where i think they do want to want to reward some good soldiers but a guy that you know maybe in the right situation against a um you know a lesser country you can sub in a second base third base he's been playing quite a bit in their tune-up games that they've been having against japan over the last little bit he mm-hmm. plays for he plays for one of the provinces that's just outside of of havana and as a veteran player um it's probably there to provide a little bit of depth and and um again they they were going to bring along some guys to dangle a carrot to say you know if you if you do stay in the in the national series there is still a reward if you if you have a good career there uh yuris belgraciel is uh, another player that's had an impact over in Japan, along with uh, Despain playing for the SoftBank Hawks. Similarly, mm-hmm. though, although he's a little bit younger, uh, neither one of their contracts were picked up for for this year, and and I think that's you know that's the reality that they're kind of uh, getting a little bit older and they might might want to get younger. But he's a guy that that has played well at that that level as part of a dynasty, won multiple championships in NPV. Um, he's a natural. He's played the majority of his career at third base in Cuba. I think he can still play that, but has played more left field in uh, in in Japan. And um, you know, I, I've seen some people clamor think that he should be starting. And in a better defensive alignment, I think he would. But again, trying to fit to Spain, trying to fit Cespedes in there is going to be a little bit tougher. But maybe in select right. matchups. You know, if you do face off against a Japanese team, they might look at him and say he's got familiarity. So, so there is the potential for that. <clears throat> Next is uh, Yoelkis Guibert. He's a young young player from Santiago. I actually got to spend some time with him here in Canada this summer. He was playing in the uh, in the Frontier League. It's a good young kid that I, I think projects probably is more on this roster again as a reward to a national series player, but um, maybe is that late inning defensive replacement um can play center field probably grades out more as a natural right fielder but can play some center field and and play the corners that you know if you know as we kind of alluded to some of those defensive configurations maybe late in a game you pull them and as a mm-hmm. uh, as a left-handed bat maybe as a pinch hitter in a good matchup and, and or as a uh, pinch runner can probably steal you a base as well but i, I don't foresee I'd, I'd love to see him get a shot to play more but i don't know if that'll happen um the next next name that's going to come, come across is arguably most important in terms of him being the first with major league ties to sign on. And that was Andy Ibanez who, uh, who, who spent a little bit of time with the Texas Rangers over the past couple of years. He is a uh, second baseman, third baseman, probably plays a shortstop. Um, 
don't uh, I I foresee him starting at second base and, and getting mm-hmm. the majority of the bats there. Uh, so he signed with the Tigers in the offseason. I think they did option him to Triple A. So he's trying to work his way up. But um, you know, he, he's a guy who's got uh, World Baseball Classic experience. But I think he he came along in 2013 and originally was expected to be one of the top prospects. And and some people think he was. Some people think that he was Yoan Moncada before Yoan Moncada. But mm. his, his road's taking a little bit longer. But again, a guy who is good enough to, to get a shot in the show is, is a nice piece to have there. Um, we have Ariel Martinez, who might be without a position, although I did see he did catch the other day. So so again, a kid who caught quite a bit in uh, in Cuba. And, and I would love to see him get that shot for the sake that um, mm-hmm. has also been one of the players in, in the pipeline to um has been in the chinichi dragons development system and played a little bit at their top level uh recently left there for an opportunity and looks to be as if he's going to get some regular bats with the nippon ham fighters this year uh mm-hmm. some speculate it could be left field could be first base they're working on that here um i think they do want to see him get some of bats and 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 again if you could have him catching although the speculation is he's not going to be the starter um would would really stretch out that lineup but he's he's as uh, a young guy with a bat obviously promising enough to get that shot in japan uh could could do some damage uh luis mateo young shortstop for for seeing fuegos um more more probably there's uh for for defense or just overall depth and and again mm-hmm. reward for for a young guy that um you know has has played in the national series good contact bat there um be interesting to see how they how they use him um because again i think aerobrania is going to get the majority of reps at shortstop but same thing if, if a veteran guy or if they get up early on a team or if it's against a uh, you know kind of the lesser nation they might uh, might get him uh, a look there or a late inning uh, defensive replacement now we get into one of the big names obviously yoan Moncada, mm-hmm. who i think is going to be starting a third base um you know, and, and a player that once was the top prospect in the entire world, you know, has had some flashes in, in the majors and still, I think this year is going to be a big year. This year has to be a big year for him, but in this type of tournament, and, and even if just with his glove and, and kind of the specter that he brings that lineup um, is, is a big addition uh, in, in every regard. And if he does damage, then Cuba's going to do damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's definitely, um, He's one of those players where, like, maybe he hasn't, you know, astonished consistently at the major league level. But one of the things that we always like to remind people is that, like, you're not necessarily playing major league level talent the entire time in the World Baseball Classic, which means that somebody like Moncada might, you know, play a little, they might play higher than a fan of the White Sox might expect. And, and, and I think that's, that's, that's one of the things where it's tough to, uh, to handicap this, to, to temper the expectations or, or to see that from country to country is going to be, is going to be very different. And so that's where even um, managing these, these rosters. And again, hopefully if you look and say, well, this guy, I'd play him against these guys, but not necessarily him. Doesn't mean that he's, he's a bad player, but right. for the first time in a long time, when you have that Yoen Moncada, you know that he can play against anyone you know right. um right. this side of you know and, and it'd be a good problem to have you get to the point where you're facing the united states then you look and say we're overmatched like jesus you know at least we made it you know they made it yeah. to that point but even then you still got a puncher's chance that you've got a major leaguer uh, you know a guy who still aspires and some people still think there's a major league all-star in there to, mm-hmm. to counter punch that 
<clears throat> so Yadil Milhika is uh, is is um, is there again for some infield depth, but a guy who might be able to give you some some late inning. Um, Pinch hitting duty, uh, shortstop, second baseman, did make it as high as AAA with the Yankees um, uh-huh. before repatriating, similar to, again, with Yadir Drake and Aribel Arubuena, uh to the Matanzas Cocodrilos, and they leveraged that into, into a championship in the past few years. Uh, Andres Perez, young catcher uh, from Matanzas as well, and, and very young. I think he's 21 or 22. So really, he's here, I think, to to, to kind of groom him that they they, they want to have that homegrown kid that's there basically for defense. Maybe he'll get a chance late, um, late innings or late defensive replacement or to work with uh, specific uh, with specific pitchers against kind of a maybe that that next tier of, of country but um you know good there good good for him to be there and have that experience Luis rober Luis robert Luis robert however you want to pronounce <laughs> one it. of them you know the guy that um you know is hopefully on the verge of a breakout of the majors has shown when healthy can can do some great things still young enough i think has as high a ceiling as anybody in the game and if this turns into his coming out party you know, is is what buoys the hopes that Cuba is going to do something in this tournament. But, you know, mm-hmm. as a gold glove center fielder, as a rookie, um, you know, it's uh, two-thirds of the, the world is covered by water. The other third is covered by rover. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, can, can still go out there and get it, although I guess this year maybe the metrics didn't love him as much. But And also, you know, it's had some issues with his legs. But having him out right. there, you know, in center field and probably hitting third, that's a massive addition to the squad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one, defensive metrics. I think over a long period of time, like over a bunch of seasons, it, you can kind of be like, all right, I, th- I think that, you know, I can take their word for it. In a lot of smaller sample sizes, defensive metrics are pretty random. So, you know, and he generally <laughs> passes the eye test. So I'm willing to give him a mulligan on that. And I think his bat, especially like you said, if he starts to break out, it, like he kind of has carry the team potential, especially 100%. again in a tournament like this. So, like, him and Moncada, are, they have to be the guys they're looking to to, like, carry that lineup, right? I would say he's the second best player in the entire pool behind Xander Bogarts. Yeah, probably has the higher ceiling. Xander Bogarts has established, has done more at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, 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 that's like, what I mean. Right, yeah. right yeah. now, going into yep. the tournament, I think Bogarts is the clear number one. And then I would yep. probably put Robert and Moncada number two and three. Yeah, I yeah. think that's I think that's a fair assessment, and you know I um, I talked to uh, quite a few people within White Sox Nation and whatnot, and and um, I, I think that as they go again, Cuba goes, but I think depending on how their World Baseball Classic goes, is going to foretell how the White Sox season is going to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are they going to be the White Sox of this past season, or are they going to be the White Sox <laughs> of the year before that? Yeah. Well, exactly. Team Cuba isn't managed by Tony Larusa, thank God. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody on Team Cuba is going to get yelled at for swinging three zero. Yeah, going to get walked in a one two count. Sorry, we derailed you. Yeah, you no keep, keep going, Phil. I'm no, enjoying yeah. just sitting back yeah. and watching. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, so next is uh, Ruel Santos, who is um, you know more of a, a national series player, but has also played, I believe, in Mexico, Venezuela, play in Japan for for a little bit. So nice, mm-hmm. nice contact bat that. Um, you know, in the absence of another major leaguer is a guy that, that you can put out there and isn't, uh, again, against probably, you know, uh, probably against everybody this side of Japan, Dominican, uh, U.S., 
is, is a nice player mm-hmm. and solid defensive player. Probably your starter right field and uh, might get the bulk of the bats in uh, hitting lead off. Yeah. That seems to be where, what Sean has him doing also. So uh, we, that, you know what, that's two sources. I'm willing to say Roel Santos lead off hitter confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we say that you never know though. Who knows on any given day what they're gonna what roster what what lineup they're gonna put out there? Because the yeah, one the one concern that I do have, and we'll see a level of this more on the pitching side, mm-hmm. is that um, Armando Johnson, I guess the the manager did have some control over the roster, and he's not a big name. He's a guy that's that's coached in the Cuban National Series for many years, but in kind of a smaller. It's basically like like Isla to Juventus. Like I joke that if you replace the Pittsburgh Pirates with the La Isla Pirates, would anybody notice? But they're they're kind Answer, of like that no. small. They're kind they of like not. that small that small outpost, comparably. Right. So I think there's there's some of the arms that he relied on due to familiarity. Okay. Either from La Isla, or because he's been involved with the U23 program. And our last. Um, Last batter here, Lorenzo uh, Quintana probably is going to take the bulk of the catching duty. And for people that aren't familiar, this is a guy who more recently um, was pushing um, and and I thought might have gotten an opportunity he's with the Astros uh, as high as AAA, then with the Marlins. Maybe he's a little bit older or they had concerns with his glove. His, bla- his bat played really well at, at, at AAA, but I guess is, you know, kind of an overager. Um, it is interesting to me, and, and I've talked to some people, including some of my, my friends in Cuba that are, you know, solid, uh, some of the best defensive catchers that country's ever had. I don't know if it's a language issue, issue because we've seen other Latinos that have overcome it, but we haven't really seen a Cuban born and bred catcher come up and have the impact at the major leagues as opposed to any other position. So it's one of those things that, that I always watch, especially if we see prospects coming through and it, and it kind of, it's the knock or it's the reason why they said perhaps that, that Ariel Martinez, who we mentioned earlier, isn't catching so much in Japan uh, again, mm-hmm. different language barrier, but about a language barrier and whether or not that, that affects it. But again, we've seen, we've seen, uh, Spanish-speaking catchers from other countries come up and, and right. be able to do it. So I'm not not quite certain, but that seems to be the the common thing as to why um, catcher seems to underachieve at that major league level, despite producing some fabulous talent on the island itself. Right. I mean, so, like I, catcher is at least in my experience. I'm new to catching myself, but I have played catcher on a team where there was a language barrier, and it it is it's very difficult to come up with like a game plan or anything yeah. or, you know, like, for example, if like, if I'm catching and I have a pitcher who is struggling with one pitch, a lot of the time in between innings, I'll be like, Hey, listen, do you want to, you know, shift how we're, we're pitching people to maybe we'll, we'll turn tune down how much we use your curveball and turn up like your two seam or whatever because you're controlling that better it's not really hard to have that conversation when there's a language barrier and yeah like a major league team will probably have a translator but even that's just extra steps for the same conversation to happen and fewer teams and and my understanding is fewer teams actually provide uh translators than you would think and it's really been slow to adopt it and um 
kind of viewed through the lens because I've, I've had some conversations with uh, Ozzie Gein Jr., who actually was a translator with the White Sox back in the day. So he's kind of brought light to that, that even in today's day and age, it's like they're not providing those tools for the, the number of Latino kids that are that are out there, which is a little bit surprising. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's what's at play there. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But as we moved, we moved to the pitching staff. Um, Frank Abel Alvarez is a young pitcher that has uh, spent this past year in in with uh, the Chinichi Dragons uh, development system and comes from Pinar del Rio, which has produced two of the other names that we'll talk about in Rido Martinez and Ivan Moinello, who have been lights out in in uh, in NPB. They're mm-hmm. hoping that. Um, he'll be the next in line. The tools are there and we have seen how beneficial it is for some of these raw arms to come to Japan, not just because the talent level, the competition level, but something in that coaching seems to, um, seems to harness it. Their, their, their approach is different. I guess the nutrition is probably a part of it. Make no mistake about it. So they're hoping he'll be the, uh, the next in line there. Uh, we have our first um, pitcher that has uh, major league experience and, and does figure to, to keep pushing to pitch in the majors this year in uh, Ronald Bolanos, who uh, broke in with the Padres a few years ago and has spent some time with the Royals. His numbers don't jump out at you, but the tools are real. Um, mm-hmm. I think he throws high 90s, uh, which, you know, is it's on the increase everywhere. It's a little bit a little bit slower with the, with the Cubans, but the fact of the matter is that a guy who has some major league experience probably isn't going to shy away from that. <clears throat> so people are calling for him to start here. They, they may do that. Um, he's been predominantly a reliever, both in, in the majors and the minors, but we'll, we'll see mm-hmm. how they, uh, how they, uh, how they manage that. Is there any indication that they're stretching him out to be a starter or is that something that. You- yeah, we, we, we don't know just yet. Cause anybody that has uh, sort of that major league or, or affiliation is uh, kind of delayed in joining the team. So they're not taking uh, okay. part in these, uh, in these tune-up games. So, and, and I haven't seen, I actually, so what I have seen Rover, um, Moncada, whatnot, I believe are in Arizona. Cause I think they're, they're breaking camp with the white Sox and they're leaving a little bit later. So it might be the same thing with, with Bolanos. Um, so I guess at that point he'd be working out on the Royals kind of uh, timeline, but uh, not quite certain if that means he's stretching it out or, or how that would look. I guess, I guess we'll find we should, out in a couple of weeks, huh? Yeah. I guess the other thing that we, we should look at there and, and I'm curious to see how this plays out for every country, <clears throat> but with the, the timing with the pitch count, I think is it 66 pitches maximum in, in round one. Yeah. 65. I think. Yeah. 65. Mm-hmm. And then someone else said that basically if a pitcher throws 50 innings, then you have to sit them for four days. So you know, are we going to see some teams trying to milk that and throw guys 49 pitches and pull them at that point? Just so 100%. They, kind of they did that last and time. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Israel did that with Josh Zide. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be interesting to see overall. And this is also one of the things that I think could bode well for Cuba because what you'll see is there's not that front arm, front of the rotation depth that really wows you. Right. Um, versus you do have some guys here that, that do have some experience, you know, again, in the right matchup, if you're, if you're going with almost an opener strategy and hoping that they, uh, they just limit that damage and then to get to the bullpen, which um, there's, there's some strength there. So uh, Nikel Cruz, young left-handed pitcher. Uh, he's one of the guys that um, I, I think um, they're bringing along because they might be auditioning him to be the next in, in that Japanese pipeline. 
Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't expect to see him get too many high leverage situations here. But a young guy, lefty, who, who throws hard by Cuban standard. Um, <clears throat> don't know a huge amount. I've seen him pitch a couple times. But, um, you know, the same thing is kind of, uh, I think they like his velocity. And they're hoping that in small doses, they can manage that properly. Uh, Rowenis Elias uh, is a chap that uh, probably slots in as your as your number one starter based on the fact that he has pitched in the majors. He recently did sign and, and I think is um, <clears throat> hoping to have a decent role with the Cubs this year. That's more predicated on the fact that in Dominican, he was lights out mm-hmm. and uh, very recently. And so obviously it's probably a little bit warmer than some of the guys. I think uh, he was 4-0, 0.92 ERA and, and – uh, Looks like he he might have figured it out there. I know that's not the same as as the majors, but it foretells well, or at least I think it plays well to the level of competition that we're going to see here. That uh-huh. um, and again, the guy who who's been uh, spent parts of seven years in the majors, you'll you'll take that experience. Melky Garcia, another guy who spent a little bit of time in 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 the majors. Um, the less you can say about that, the better. It's, it's a short, <laughs> short window. But that being said, has gone on and pitched and pretty much and had success in just about every other professional league. Some people are saying that's similar that you know he he should probably be getting a chance to start. But otherwise, as a lefty, probably gives us versatility. Maybe you can if if you do want him to start against the right team or bring him mm. back and 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 same thing. A guy who uh, you know has that experience is probably isn't going to be uh, stunned by the lights. Uh, a name I was a little bit surprised by, um, Ilian Leva is another pitcher that they figure will be a starter who's predominantly uh, pitched in Mexico. Um, he, he had signed, he made it to, through, I guess, uh, with the Braves, but that was, that was a short, uh, very short stint, but has had success in, in the Mexican League since. And, you know, in, in terms of, again, the more professional arms you have, um, I don't think he's going to make a break it for him, but if he ends up being your number three starter, I mean, it could be worse again, depending on, you know, are you looking at kind of an opener strategy and then, and then stretching it out. If a guy can give you outs, you're going to take them. Right. So now we move into what I think is, is probably the strength um, at least through round one and could you know be that key to getting to the next round and then could match up well if you're looking far ahead to to japan and that's uh Rito martinez who has been the lights out closer for the chunichi dragons and i'll mention him as well with levon moinello moinello uh speculates probably to be his setup man and has been uh, has been very mm-hmm. effective uh, and has saved some gains for for SoftBank. So the two of them come from Pinar del Rio and are right. part of this this crop of youngsters that uh, basically um, you know are allowed to go to Japan, make some money, uh, bring it back to Cuba, and then they do occasionally play in the national series. But um, if people get a chance, and, and I think you'll you'll show the link to the article. I have links to their um, to their baseball reference. You can see that their their numbers in MPB have been lights out, and people are are looking at that saying that. You know, if you can kind of get to that back end of that bullpen, that's 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 world class. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how how let's get to facing the Dominicans and and the Venezuelans and the United States, the world, but at least through that first round and that second round, I think that bullpen's as strong as anybody that's out there. So okay. now, 
after all of that excitement, um, we do have a couple mm-hmm. pieces that are the first guy that I mentioned, um, or, or when I mentioned that some of the players might have been brought along either because of the familiarity of the manager or or them playing with U23. Udis mm-hmm. Reyes might be might be one of those kids who's um, you know has a lot of tools, but at this point hasn't really shown that he has the box to put it in. Um, right. <clears throat> one of the harder throwers on the island, so maybe they like that. And again, maybe they think that just being around will be good, and, and they're probably auditioning him maybe to get a shot in the uh, in in japan uh jose ramon rodriguez kind of a veteran pitcher um 28 29 um you want to be very careful with the matchup that you have with him uh so, so he's good in the right. cuban national series but kind of probably um plays into it. like if you watch the national series I, I watch it kind of enjoying it for the game itself at this point it's a little bit of a throwback um you know it's like the freddie garcia approach <laughs> slow, no, yeah. uh, throwing throwing all kinds of different slop which can be entertaining but i don't know if it plays so well at this level yeah probably not <laughs> and yariel rodriguez another player that uh, that has been over with junichi that that um the reason why i don't necessarily combine him although i think his best utilization is with the other relievers that are there because he started the game yesterday he was a former starter in Cuba. They've turned him into a reliever, and he, and he was lights out this year for, for Junichi. I mm-hmm. think that's his best role, but for whatever reason, they're, they're going to um, – they're indicating they might use him as a starter, but maybe an opener. That I don't know. The name that surprised me surprised a lot of people, uh, Miguel Romero, uh, who's a kid who's been in the A's system. Um, I guess he throws 100 miles per hour. Uh, he expressed the interest, so they think they can work with him. He hasn't necessarily shown that much at that level, but uh, you know has pitched in, in AAA. He'll actually be intrigued to see how they use him. Um, I, I can't uh, can't say he's probably the player that I know the least about on hmm. on this roster. So interesting to see his inclusion, but again, the tools are there. Carlos I'm a little be- disappointed, honestly, that there's one out of this entire roster that you, you don't know a lot about. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know why I bothered having you on. Yeah, <laughs> and and then we and then and then we rounded out with a couple of guys that are uh, a little bit more veteran, probably similar to um, although actually the, the, probably a little bit of a tick above um, of uh, Ramon uh, Rodriguez there and uh, Carlos, <coughs> sorry Carlos Vieira. Mm-hmm. Um, his inclusion again maybe is a bit of a swing man. That's probably a little bit more of a, a reward um, and and a veteran pitcher. Um, same thing, but a little bit more of an artist. And then uh, with Yoani Sierra is kind of the de facto ace for the Cuban national team at this juncture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the guy I've met and seen pitch many times, photographed many times, and, and has had success in Mexico. Um, you want to be careful. I, like I would pencil them in, or I think they're going to as that fourth starter. I don't think you necessarily want him going up against the, uh, the Netherlands of the world, but you know, mm-hmm. um, against that right matchup is a guy that's going to go out there and is going to, is going to give you a chance to stay in the game. I think he plays better as a starter. I've heard some people saying he might be uh, a reliever. So there's options, there's versatility in there. Uh, it doesn't wow you, but I, again, I think the strength is on the back end of that bullpen in the pitchers that have had that success in Japan. The rest is going to be plug and play and trying to, to really match up, you know, firstly against a lineup and then mm-hmm. playing that game with, within, within the game. What do you think is, is, is the ultimate outcome for this team? If you have to be honest. So <clears throat> I think that the, the first game is going to be a challenge against Denmark. They've been the bane of their existence for over a decade here, but I think that the addition of the major league players, because make no mistake about it, 
the Netherlands are, are, are strong. Um, but I, I think that if they come out, they win that game, they can, they can move on. And I think it will be the Netherlands that, that would accompany because the, the first two teams go, uh-huh. if they can cross over to that second round, I, I, you know, uh, anything can happen there. I like their chances of getting to Miami. Uh-huh. Okay. You get to Miami, you get to Miami. I think that's a very different game, but my, my expectation is you get to the semis. I think you've done what you've reestablished some goodwill. You've, you've done a very good performance. And, you know, at that point there, you you don't hang your head for the sake of how deep I think that that Mm -hmm. is going to be. And then you're basically getting into playing against teams that are stacked with major leaders. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My guess is that they will end up playing Japan in the second round and that's a rough matchup for most of the teams in the tournament um if they win the pool though if they come out ahead of the netherlands then they are going up against korea which we were talking about the netherlands earlier and uh, yeah i'm assuming korea is gonna go but like who isn't uh that seems like again like i said with the netherlands like i think korea is the favorite there but i don't think it's like a heavy favorite not like you know japan versus cuba like japan is the japan is gonna win that in all likelihood so i yeah i mean there's some surprise potential there for sure after they get out of pool play they have a yeah they have a roster that it's you know i mean anybody can beat anybody on any given day which is that's a platitude but like (laughs) korea is better but not by Mm -hmm. as much as maybe they were in previous years yeah yeah so, yeah, it's it's an exciting team. Phil, we've only got a minute left. I don't think it would be fair to ask you to do a third meeting. Why don't you <laughs> tell us? Well, let's have you on the show again, man. This has been incredible. Um, yeah. Why don't you tell us what's the best place to find you and, you know, what you're up to and everything and, and what do you got coming up? Yeah, so I try and make it as easy as possible. CubaDugout.com. My handles are at CubaDugout. Um, so I do write, uh, I do videos. Um, you know, a lot of that's more maybe on my experiences on the island and, and some history and that sort of thing. And, and uh, on Instagram and Twitter and, and most of the photos, I, I try to share on my own. Um, so just trying to uh, trying to share kind of all uh, all levels, everything from the history of the game, where it's been, where it's, you know, where it's going, all of that. So. Cuba, Cuba dugout, CubaDugout.com. There you have it. Yeah. Phil, this has been awesome, man. I could have talked for two more hours and I let's, know. Do another, let's do another episode. Just dive into it. Maybe after the world baseball class and talk about what happened. Sounds yeah. good. I All also right, would love to talk about uh, the Cuban baseball league, just outside of the context of international. Uh, well, March, uh, March 22nd, the next Cuban national series starts March 22nd. And so I'm hoping to be in Havana as close to that as possible um huh. maybe the 26th depends on depends on how the schedule works out for for industrialis which is the the team in havana but the other thing is it's people always ask oh where do you go and you know luckily i'm a, I'm a confirmed bachelor and can kind of leave <laughs> on the fly and do do whatever i want because right I, I i don't like to book that far in advance because anything you know things can always screw up they can flex the schedule or it looks like this. Cause the number of times where I've been watching something and be like, Oh, if I go there, I'll get to see this, 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 and this, then something changes. I'm like, ah, fuck. So, but, <laughs> right. um, so, and, and it's good when I go, um, like I said, I'm friends with a number of the players. Now there's a level of it that I dread the run up and the amount of work and the amount of running around versus when I finally do get to be there. But right. even then it's never easy. 
yeah mm-hmm. that's the same thing like if i tell people if they're if they're looking at going oh, i want to go on a trip i'm like do you want to go on my trip or do you want to go on a different <laughs> trip because yeah I, I need to get my head checked but it, it's worth it for the sake that like i said I've, I've met get to hang out with with players new and old and and um you know kind of told it's funny that even you know the, the world culture and and uh although I guess I got to be careful whether I call it Taiwan or Chinese Taipei or, you know, do whatever you want. Yeah. There's the politics that uh, (laughs) when, when I was at the hotel one day, I see this older gentleman walk up wearing a Chinese Taipei hat. And I'm like that in in, like a local, I was like, that doesn't just happen. I said, uh, you know, to hablo un un poquito de español or or anglais. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, your, your hat. I said, where's that from? Oh, my friend who plays for industrialists. Do you know who they are? I said, yeah, he gave it to me. I said, okay. He said, you're a baseball fan. He goes, yes. And I pitched for, for industrialists. I went, what? <laughs> so get to find out that he had, he, so you pitched for, for when they were La Habana, basically in the very first Cuban national series and uh, lives in the neighborhood. So it's like, my friends, come over in the park that's across the way this afternoon. If you like baseball, we'll talk about that. So now every trip that I go down, I, uh, you know, I, I meet up with him, hang out in the park and, and uh, we drink, uh, buy a bottle of rum. We sit around, tell stories and finally play with this guy and that guy. And, and wow. um, so actually, if you're looking, that, that made me think, because I put, um, put a gentleman that you should probably try and talk to if he's available uh, is Andy Brown. Andy B is an artist. He's a Brit. Uh, oh, I've official, seen him. Yeah. Yeah. He's the official painter for, for, for team Great Britain. And so uh, he's, he'd probably be good to talk about that. He might even be traveling with the team. I don't know if his schedule is working up there, but he's gone around the world and painted all kinds of different stadiums. So I put him in touch with my friend, uh, with my friend, Freddie, who pitched in the first national series. He did a painting of them. And so it's just to see how that world connects and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's all these other leagues where it's almost like kindred spirits. Oh, you like this weird baseball league. I like this weird yeah. baseball league. Tell yeah, me about yeah, yeah. it, you know? Yeah, that's so cool, man. Well, since we did start another week, can I ask you a quick question? Sure. But when I think of Team Cuba, the name that sticks out to me, and I don't know how he is as a player, but just his name is hilarious to me. Victor Victor Mesa and his brother Victor Mesa Jr. Mesa Jr. and their father Where? Victor Mesa. Actually, it was his, it was Victor's uh, the elder his, uh, his his birthday the other day. So really, uh, well, right? hey, happy well, birthday! So, so yeah. I remember I, one of them. I want to say it was Victor Victor was like a heralded prospect, and then his brother yeah. got signed because it was like a package deal. I think. Why, where are they at? Because I remember them being like a big deal. They're not on the roster. So they've kind of switched positions and, and I'm not surprised by that. Cause actually I, I know both of them and um, I've, uh, I've done some, some photo and video work for them. Um, and so, and actually there's probably a perfect example of how not everybody's path off the Island is the same. And I bet you that dad basically paid their way out. Because right. he's allowed to come and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor, Victor, it's getting late, early. I don't think I don't think he's going to make it. Uh, Victor Junior still has a chance for the sake that he's only twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's still in advanced A, but probably should be in double A this year. Actually, the two brothers might end up at double A together, uh, still with the Marlins. But if that happens. If they're playing together for long, they won't be playing together for very long because I think Victor Victor will get released. Is there anybody else? Because that's the only Cuban guy that I can think of. Is there anybody else that you're surprised didn't make the roster? Um, I thought Frederick Cepeda deserved a spot mm. um, as the all-time leader in in, in hits and, and a number of things and basically to be – is Miggy playing? 
I believe he is. Yeah. For I thought Venezuela. he said he wasn't at first. So Miguel Cabrera is the only player that'll have played in all five. Frederick Zapata, I think should have gotten the chance, except that I understand why he didn't. Um, mm. He would have been redundant, I guess, in terms of, so to Spain, Cespedes, and other players, like there's only so many of those DH at bats. Yeah. They're, uh, not, the Phillies. they're not the Phillies here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I think that, that, that was there. Um, Jose Abreu, I think, well, that was politics, right? Kind of. I think mm-hmm. that was more just, I think that was more just, he's, let me tell it through this anecdote. Mm-hmm. And and I like Twitter in general, but sometimes I got to catch you gotta myself. Be, you got to be careful. <laughs> sometimes I got to catch myself, especially like if I, if I, if I, and I get it. It's like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> but, right. and, and if I interject myself into someone else's kind of thread, but like I saw last week, somebody on the White Sox, oh, Moncada's going to be all broken up with a Abreu gone and all this. And, and, and I went, I haven't heard that they're, you know, that they're at odds or anything like that, but I've never heard that they're, that they're best friends, you know, and, and even as Moncada said, it's, it's, a, it's, you know, it's, it's a business. So I mm-hmm. think he'll be fine. He either gets it done. Or he doesn't. Guy comes back. Oh, why are you trying to twist my words? It wasn't for debate. And I was like, have you met them in Cuba? Are you <laughs> friends with their former teammates? Have you been? And, and like, this guy's trying to get smart with me. And if you actually look at my profile pics, like I didn't want to be, do you know, do you, I never want to pull the, do you know who I am? But like I came. <laughs> oh, you real, should have. I yeah. How many times you get to do that in life? I came real close on it. Like, the, cause the guy's, because when I wrote back, and like the guy was being a dick, and I just said, "Have a nice day." He goes, "That's what I thought." I went, "Ooh, yeah." And I just wrote back with, "I said, tell me, tell me where I am in my profile picture." And I'm in the stadium where I first saw Moncada and Abreu play, and have met them in Cuba. To say that they're different types of personalities and mm-hmm. and, and, and all of that. So more, I think where I was going with it is Abreu is a very private person. So I actually met him. I've met him twice. I met him like just in passing that first game that I saw him. And then a couple of years ago, um, like I said, I was surprised. I was in Cienfuegos as a spot and I'm, I'm doing photos down by the railing and I look over my shoulder and I'm like, no way. I was like, is that? It's like P2's here. And, and, and so I went and approached him. And actually what sucks about this story is I was staying at the house of his former uh, of the former star pitcher who was supposed to join me that day mm-hmm. at the game, except he started a new construction company. He's like, Oh, I can't make the game, but you know, we'll have some beers afterwards. Cause right. if I'm there with him would have been like Norberto, this is my friend, Phil. Instead, I'm, the, in, yeah. I'm the only, right. gr- I'm the only gringo in the entire damn building. <laughs> while this guy is trying to kind of keep a low profile. So I want right. to say, hey, how are you doing? My friend, you might have a different person. Like I'm not supposed to be here. So now I respect that 100%. And then I'm like, fuck did i just was i just a fanboy <laughs> like you know and then and oh. he's got to send some messages to him afterwards through my buddy said you know it was good he's like oh he's fine but all to say they aren't training together and they're not traveling together people are living different lives so it's just kind of funny like oh no i know this I'm like you don't know shit <laughs> yeah it sounds like he was just like well they're both cuban so obviously they're best friends yeah. right and they're, they're inseparable. not even teammates anymore yeah man yeah. So. Well, dude, this has been awesome. I appreciate you taking all the time. I appreciate you yeah. giving us all your knowledge on Team Cuba, a team that I really knew nothing about other than the MLB guys. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's do this again soon, man. This has been a pleasure. Is there anything yeah. we didn't talk about you wanted to get to? Well, I got one thing. Yeah. On on your way out, 
who's your pick for Team Cuba Cy Young Award and Team Cuba MVP Award? Who are you going with? MVP, Moncada. It depends how they use that bullpen. Um, give me Yariel Rodriguez, young kid that I said that I think they're going to use him wrong, but it might end up working for the best. And, okay. and also because I've, I've been chronic. And part of it is, like, I, I will admit some of the biases that I have. Like, I do like to see guys succeed that I've seen them come from here to, to there. Yeah. And, and I can right. say I've, I've photographed them, I've, son, I've done that, or, you know, I've, I've, I've sent messages back and forth um so that's that's what i'd like to see and and um you know but yeah same thing if they make it to the semis i'm 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 more than pleased with that and so it's just a matter of how they kind of piecemeal that together all right guys well you heard it here first the team cuba expert weighs in on who he expects to be that the anchors for this team as in the 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 anchors who you know hold them in place and give them something to push off of instead of that just sink them just saying <laughs> either that either that or they lose game one to netherlands and they're screwed so take your pick well <laughs> hey it's happened i mean it's, dude honestly like i you know, i have my fears that the united states is going to underperform so I, I know how that you know i think that, they're fine i know i know the pitchers dropping out hurt them but then there's some, i don't think dominican has the depth that they thought they did no nah, they still have more than the u.s though you know I, 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 there's some part of me likes that U.S. roster better. Um, well, it's the offense is unrivaled. Yeah, yeah, and that then, offense is nuclear. And it, it, is, <laughs> it is like like the U.S. has lost a bunch of pitchers, and you look at it and you're like, oh man, they're throwing like Kyle Freeland out there. Kyle Freeland will be an ace on pretty much any other team, yeah. other than I yeah. guess the Dominican Republic and Japan. But like a guy who's in the majors for a, a little while and has hung around and been good is mm. like the worst pitcher in the U.S. and any other team would kill it. Like, look at Dean Kramer is the absolute ace on Team Israel. Like, he wouldn't make Team USA. I love Dean Kramer. I want him to do right. well. But you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's yeah, I, I think the U.S. is going to win, and I, th- I don't think it's going to be close. But And that and that's where it'll be interesting, too, just to see how those matchups go. And, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's – and but the other thing, I think, that, that lends itself or opens itself up and why – see the betting odds are kind of interesting but they because at first glance you kind of look at them and say yeah that makes sense you're just going to rank the teams and how i think they should finish but then also look at the skewing from one one bracket to the other like you say yeah if if netherlands korea japan cuba okay so you got four teams you look and say should should come out of there but then you go to the other side us okay dominican venezuela puerto rico mexico colombia canada like, you know, you're starting to get where, where it's stacked in, in a few of those countries, either someone's going to upset someone, especially if it gets that single elimination mm-hmm. or, you know, another country is, is that's why I don't have high expectations for Canada other than maybe they could be a disruptor, but I think people walk in and they assume too much, like, Hey, they assume I, I'll be cheering that much for Canada, but, <laughs> or secondly, that, that they, they should, or this will sound funny. They should do more damage, but I don't expect that they, they really should. You know, right? Yeah. Well, they just lost Nick Pavetta today, right? Yeah. That's 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 a that's a bummer. He's probably gonna be their ace, right? Nick Pavetta, I, the former NBA referee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I um, yeah, I I think Canada's yeah, they're in an unfortunate spot. But yeah, I mean, who knows? They they might be able to do something. It'd be fun. I like Canada. They yeah. they lost. They they don't have all their guys, but it'd be fun. Um, 
dude we've taken up like two hours of your night <laughs> we should let you go <laughs> oh, no is, there, is there anything else we didn't get to you want to talk about no i think that, I think that covers all it. right so. all right cubadugout.com go check them out phil this has been an absolute blast thank you again man thank you to phil for coming on um brief talk about team cuba you know, just a little bit yeah just a little bit nothing, let's let's nothing dude, too crazy this is already going to be a long episode let's just dive right into team italy Okay. They've lost so, some guys. They didn't get Nimmo. They didn't get Rizzo. That you know, there's there's definitely some Italian. Aaron Nola would have been you know able to play. Right. There's a lot of guys they didn't get. They still have some major leaguers: Joe Biagini, Matt Festa, Sam Gavilio. Obviously, the Italian Matt Harvey. Right. Um, I'm yeah, just he's going he's down one the of the more one of the more overtly Italian players, along with Stephen Woods Jr. Of course, I'm just going <laughs> down the list and naming the MLB players: Phillies legend. Vinny Natoli, Andre Payante, mm. uh, Brett Sullivan is in AAA, I think. David Fletcher and his brother Dominic, Miles Mastrobuoni, Nicky Lopez, Robel Garcia, Vinny Pasquantino, Ben Deluzio, and my most exciting player, Sal Prelick, first round pick. And on the coaching okay. staff, they've got Mike Piazza, obviously, and then Blake Butera, Chris Denorfia, Jason Simon Tachi are the names that are recognizable to me. And also um, Joe Sue, HSU, which is who is a coach. Italian fellow. What is he the coach of? Well, Team Italy. No, no, you know what? That's on a need to know basis. <laughs> that is right. This I, team is sort of surprisingly good. Like you wouldn't expect Italy to put out like an excellent product. I think Italy's domestic league is one of the better ones in Europe. In your in Europe, yeah. Which you know, again, it's in Europe, so you know, there's only so much that actually means. But um, they have a lot of, they have a lot of guys who are kind of sneaky, probably going to be pretty good, like Pasquantino, Mastrobuoni, like yeah. Nicky Lopez. I mean, guys, major league experience are going to play up in a tournament like this. I don't think that they are likely to pass Netherlands or Cuba. I think that they are going to be kind of like last time how we discussed that uh, Australia is sort of going to have a target on its back for the teams that are trying not to get bumped out. I agree. I think this team team, is there. I think they're the team that the Netherlands and Cuba are going to look at and go, if we beat them, we're in. And so they're going to pitch their ace against them. I mean, I don't know how it'll all line up. But I think Cuba and the Netherlands obviously are game one. And I think the loser of that is going to go, we got to beat Italy mm-hmm. so we can get in. Because if you can beat Italy, you can probably handle Chinese Taipei or Taiwan right. or whatever. And, and both, of those teams have a pretty, both of those teams have a pretty solid advantage over Italy. Yeah. And again, I, anything I, can happen. But I think I'm, Italy I'm, has put together a good team. It, it is good to see them put out a product like this they do have a couple of uh, domestic players on here which you know again is good to see they have a so, guy from san marino did you notice that i did see that yeah alessandro ercolani it's a good name ercolani. I, so i'm saying i'm saying it i'm sticking with italy i said this in our first episode with sean i'm going italy and netherlands i think cuba's getting booted i don't think so? i don't like i mean i'm glad we talked to phil because I didn't like Cuba's pitching at all. And after talking to him, I like Cuba's bullpen. I don't like Cuba's starting. Rowanis Elias, who knows what he has left. But then, like Phil said, if they throw that Yariel Martinez guy, he, you know, who knows how he's going to, yeah, Rodriguez, sorry. Like, who knows what he's going to be as a starter. And I don't, I didn't recognize any of those starter. Ronald Bolaños, okay, sure. Ileon Leva. 
Right. I, I, I like I like Italy, man. Matt Harvey's not good anymore, but in the World Baseball Classic, I think he can play. Like Jason Marquis like was the ace of Israel when they went on a run. That was a different mm. World Baseball Classic, but like Tiago no, de think... Silva is kind of a junk baller that throws people off. And I and Sam Gavilio probably starred. He's a major league guy. I I like Italy's bullpen though. Like Vinny Vinny Natoli was it's like I think kind of good. He didn't get a lot of play in the majors, but I like him. Biagini, you know, like Ryan Castellani, Matt Festa, they have a lot of like major league depth guys, which is what you want in the World Baseball Classic. Right. I I don't know. I I think that they're starting pitching. I mean, is Matt Harvey an improvement over Rowanis Elias? No, like, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say they're better. What I'm trying to say though is I I think Italy's bullpen is pretty good, and I think if they're if their rotation can hold out, then I think it's just gonna come down to who can hit, you know. And I like I like Italy. Like they got like Nicky Lopez is good. Vinny Pasquantino is good. David Fletcher's yeah. a wizard with the gloves. Sal Frelick should be good. Like I think Italy. This this won't make sense, but I'm saying Italy, Netherlands, and Cuba are like each have all have like a fifty fifty chance. Like I think I wouldn't be shocked right. if any of them moved on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, the way I look at Italy, I think this is going to be our first big disagreement here. Is uh, I look at Italy like they have all the same strengths as Cuba, they just have worse versions of it. So like their lineup is pretty solid, but Cuba's lineup is better. Uh, they're starting pitching. Both teams are a little iffy. I have a feeling that the bottom end of Cuba's starting pitching is going to turn out better than Italy's. I it, Rowanis Elias is probably better than Matt Harvey, but I, I wouldn't. I'm going to guess that it's not I'm calling substantial. It a wash. Yeah, I'm calling it um, a wash. their bullpen. If they have guys who are over in NPB, which it which they do at the back end of this bullpen, that is just better than anything Italy has to offer. But Italy's got a lot of like Matt Festa. Wouldn't he be good in NPB because he's decent in the majors? You yeah, know what I, mean? I mean, yeah, but you know, also at the same time, like you know, like it is also going to depend on like what these guys throw because I don't know. What yeah, yeah. Rido I think Martinez they're a very. Throws. I think they're a very similar team to Cuba. I'm just going to stick with my gut. I like Italy. This team would okay. look a lot better with Brandon Nimmo. But um, yeah, there's there's some big uh big empty shoes that could have been on this roster that did not make yeah. it yeah the it, early picks like uh when sean put out kind of like his dream team roster italy did look like they were going to be solidly better than cuba yeah, yeah. um cuba has the same problem honestly because there's some big names for cuba that are not here like we yeah. mentioned you know like yeah. if cuba has jose abreu at first base like that that makes wow, them yeah. Yeah, arguably the favorite yeah. Like they could have, yeah. I mean, even like somebody like Yasiel Puig, I think he's like playing pretty well in, is he in Overseas. Mexico now? I don't Overseas. know. He's, a, he's playing somewhere foreign, but I mean, I, 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 I like Italy. I'm going to stick with my gut and say, I think okay. they advance, but it, they're the clear top three. Should we, right. should we, should we dive into the last team Panama? Right. We move on to Panama and Panama comes with a roster that has some uh, major league talent. It, they aren't bringing a lot of like elite players. I think they will surprise some people. 
I think they're going to be better than everybody thinks. I think they have some decent guys. Like yeah. Jaime Berea was good in the majors this year. Like Paolo mm-hmm. Espino, I'm kind of bummed, said like I probably won't play. But if they get him, he's a major leaguer. Like they, they got a lot of – they do have some corpses, man. Severino Gonzalez. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's the name I don't know why. But like Justin like Lawrence. Randall he's a Delgado. Major, <laughs> right, right, Randall Delgado. But like Harold Arauz. I didn't say that right, but like, I no. if he wasn't a major leaguer, he got close. Alberto Baldonado is a major leaguer. Um, Javi Guerra is a major leaguer. Justin Lawrence is a major leaguer. Like, yeah, they, Justin you know, Lawrence, famous, you know, famously Panamanian sounding yeah. name. Miguel Cienfuegos is an interesting guy to me. He did well in the ABL last year, and I think he like kills it in independent ball. So mm-hmm. we'll see what he can do. Ivan Herrera is a, a catching prospect for the Cardinals. He's a young guy. He's he's 22 years old. So if they can get some of that at him, that's nice. Christian Bethencourt is a really interesting player. He's like a great defender, not much hitting wise, but he can play a lot of positions. He's he's a nice little like a nice little player. He's a nice yeah, he's player. an NLP. Oh, here's another corpse, Ruben Tejada. Uh yeah. Ruben Tejada, Cordoba, former Matt. Alan Cordoba was one of the last vestiges of that MLB phenomenon where you'd take a guy in the rule five draft who has zero shot of making a major league impact on the off chance that he could have one. And then you let him rot for the entire year, the major league level. So that's, that's right. They're, they're chasing the next. And you know, you know what it really turns into? It turns into Tyler Goodell. Um, yeah. And you and know they, what, you know what they I, say about that. I despise him. That's what they and the say. last, the last big leader, Jonathan Arauz is a utility guy. He bounced around Red Sox, uh, nothing special, but right. a major leaguer. I don't think any of their outfielders are major leaguers. Of course, the Panamanian LJ Jones. Um, and then their they, coaching staff has a couple of guys who made it to the majors Enrique Burgos. I remember. And of course, uh-huh. Yo, Cirillo Cumberbatch is a good name. Yeah, relative of Benedict. <laughs> that's a good name. But but that's team that's team Panama. I I think I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. I think of the teams that qualified this year, they are the best. I have them above Great Britain, although I do like Great Britain now that they've got some reinforcements like Trace Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have them above Nicaragua. I think they're just the next step in Nicaragua's evolution. It's pretty much an all Panamanian team. They don't really have any foreign guys. And they've right. got a lot of like fringe major leaguers, which I think Nicaragua aspires to be soon. And obviously, it looks like the they Republic. also have uh, this guy, Jose Ramos. Looks like he's a pretty decent prospect for the Dodgers. Yes, that is true. You're right. You're absolutely right. So uh, I guess the. So we know who we think are the top teams. I guess the real question here to, to finish everything out is, who do you think is going back to qualifiers out of this pool? Who's getting who's going back to the qualifiers? Yeah, who's getting bumped out? I, I think it's Panama. I think Paolo Espino, as silly as it sounds, was a big loss because mm-hmm. because Jaime Berea they'll probably have a start. I like Jaime Berea, but that's only one guy. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I don't I don't know who you have to start after that. And I think the problem is Chinese Taipei. Like they're at home, you know, like that's that's nice for them. I, I think their domestic league is probably better than Panama. I don't know that for a fact uh, that, that I ask somebody. Sounds like a safe bet to me. That it sounds right to me, but but I, I think that they're just depth guys are probably better than the Panamanian depth guys. And I I obviously I don't think Panama's as good as Italy, Netherlands, and uh Cuba. So I think it's yeah, a, a two horse race to to 
be the bottom, and I, I think Panama probably lose that. But I could see Chinese Taipei losing that. Um, so there's actually going to be a lot riding on the Panama versus Chinese Taipei game. Yeah, or obviously, if either of those teams could sneak out a win against the big three, that would radically alter the landscape. I think that would guarantee the the next two to get a spot. I have yeah, this seems... pool playing out. I have this pool playing out as Netherlands winning. Italy qualifying alongside them and then Cuba just missing out and then I'm going Chinese Taipei and then and then Panama okay. how about you so I all I agree Netherlands is the favorite I think by less than I originally thought before talking to Phil but I still think that the Netherlands has the advantage um I'm going Cuba second then Italy then Chinese Taipei, then Panama. I would not be shocked if Cuba won the pool. I feel like they they have a huge incentive to win the pool because the runner-up likely has to go up against Japan in the semifinals, and I think that they want no part of that. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to be part of it. Right, would you be so, shocked if Italy qualified? Uh, no. I think if Italy that advanced, I mean? I think it's the same as uh, Cuba winning the pool. Like, it would be a surprise, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Right. It's not like if Panama qualified or something. Yeah, if, if yeah. Panama went to the semifinals, that would be, like, the biggest upset in World Baseball Classic history. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, it is a shame because it's not – like, we beat up on China last episode, and I think justifiably so, being like, this team sucks. They're not going to win any games. They're going to they're, they're get mercy ruled. And they're going to get kicked back to the qualifiers and they're not going to qualify like goodbye, China. And I I'm fine with that take. I still agree with it. Um, And I was okay with that because I was like, great. That means the Czech Republic gets to stay in, you know, like obviously Mm -hmm. Korea and Japan and Australia is great. I don't, I don't have a team here that I don't, that, you know, that I'm okay with having to, like, I like all these teams. I like the Panama got in. I thought they were, the highest baseball country that hadn't been in last time. Like I thought they were like the next one up. So I'm glad they got in, but also like Taiwan flourishing baseball culture. I want them to stay Mm -hmm. in. And then the big three, I I obviously like, so it's, it's, I think somebody's going to get screwed here in my mind. I think it's, I think it's probably going to be Panama. Um, Whoever fails or whoever goes out of try this again. Okay. (laughs) And try one more time. Um. Whoever goes back to qualifiers from this round, I suspect is going to be a heavy favorite next time around. Yeah, they'll be a good team. They'll be a good team in the qualifiers. Um, so I think they're going to be fine. I, I want next qualifiers. I want Brazil in so bad. I think Brazil is going to be such a fun team. But that's, yeah, that's think, a, we can do a separate thing about that. Yeah, we'll 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 do a non-pool episode about Brazil. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So we'll do a... who do you think? Okay, so we got. Who do you think are your top nah, – and that might be a bad question. That's a lot to get into. I was going to say, who do you think are your top five players in this pool? But that's a big question. Yeah, that's a, that's a big question. we got to wrap it up. Um, yeah. I All think, right, well – I think Bogarts is going to kill it. I, I think, you know, Robert Luis and Moncada are going to – I think the Stars are going to kill it. I think none of these teams have good pitching, so I think it's going to be a slugfest. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy watching yeah, it. That- it's going to be a track meet. That will um, be fun to watch, yeah. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun to watch. So, anyway, let's wrap it up. Um, yeah. This Guys, has been a lot of fun. Yes, this first of all. This has been a lot all, of fun. 
Thank you to Phil, relative of Bud Selig. <laughs> yeah, huge thank you to Phil. He gave me way more than I thought. Yeah, we got two episodes out of this. <laughs> yeah, not even that I thought, but like then we needed really. Like he he was just oh, this fountain of information, which mm-hmm. was great. And I I just figured, oh, he'll come on, he'll talk about the rosters for twenty minutes, and then we'll be done. And it was way more than that. And I want to say a huge thank you to Phil. He gave us way right. more time than I expected, and he was obviously super knowledgeable. So go check him out at Cuba Dugout everywhere. Um, and if you want to reach us, if you want to come on the show and talk about something, if you want to play a game like Elmer Descends uh, or something, if you I want to play a game. If you want to do that, then... if you want to do that, you can find us at the baseball pod two on Twitter, or you can email us at the baseball pod at gmail.com. So feel free to reach out that way. I also want to give one more shout out. I, I already talked about this a couple episodes ago, but Ed Lydas is a radio host in Connecticut. Uh, um, and he has been a friend of the show ever since he asked me to get Sean on his show. And, uh, and he's just been really cool. That's, uh, he's just been really, really nice. And we've emailed him back and forth a lot. He's been really helpful with putting me in touch with people and everything. And, and he also gave us a shout out on his show. So I just want to say, um, yeah, Ed's been really great. Thank you for all the help, Ed. And uh, if you guys are in Connecticut, go check out his radio show. And frankly, um, if you're not in Connecticut, get there. Actually, it, he sent me a link to You can listen to it on, on the internet. So I'll just put that in the description. There and I go. also... So- Go bother Ed or bother me, I guess, and I'll give you Ed's email um, if, as long as that's okay with him. I told Ed, hey, why don't you just release it as a podcast? And he was like, I'll see what I can do. So go bother Ed and tell him to make it a podcast. He's got a cool show where they just sort of talk about, like, the history of baseball, baseball in Connecticut, all these different things. So hey, tell, uh, tell him we sent you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell him the baseball podcast sent you. Um, yeah, dr- so, yeah, dr- that's, that's Use all. our name and get 15% off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and the last thing coming up, uh we've got we've got two guests uh we're going to do a guest for each pool that we review we've got brandon plant who's a hockey guy he does uh senators coverage but he knows a lot about team israel i was talking to him on twitter he's a cool guy um so he's going to be our team israel guest for that pool and we've got russell Eason of the uh bath flips and nerds podcast who i'm sure everybody's familiar with they're great they're really really cool um so russell's going to be coming on to talk about great britain's pool um, so those are the two episodes we've got coming on next. And uh, I also want to say thanks to Brett Walker, who is a writer for Bat Flips and Nerds. And I asked him to come on and he basically was like, you should talk to Russell. Russell's our guy for the World Baseball <laughs> Classic. So anyway, thanks for, to, to Brett for setting that up. And thanks to uh, Russell and to Brandon preemptively for coming on the show. And so you guys can look forward to our reviews of the next two pools. And uh, right. obviously, again, go follow Sean Spradling. He's the source for world baseball classic content and uh i can't wait man i took off a bunch of days for the world baseball classic uh i changed around my schedule so i went out to work at night i'm really excited dude i I can't wait i i have good news i did not take any days off for the uh world baseball classic but i do have the kind of job where i can watch tv at work if i if i want to so i will be doing that um well, and most of the games are really early in the morning or really late at night. So it shouldn't affect. There's only a couple of games. There's only a couple of games each week that are, you know right. what I mean? Like in, in the work day, a lot of them are like 7 PM or later or way before work. Like I'm not no, getting here, up early. I'm not getting up early to watch like Chinese Taipei, but you know. Right now. Um, so we are going to be doing a live watch for the, the opening couple days. Uh, we're going to be watching it together. Are we going to podcast live? I don't know. We're going to have to figure all this out, dude. I don't know. What Are we going to prove to people? Are we going to prove to people 
that we are not the same person because they will finally <laughs> see us in a room together. Uh, we could do that. I mean, I could just put up a picture of us in a room together, but that's fair. No, um, I think no, nah, too easily faked. Well, wait, 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 ready, ready. Let's turn this around on them, on all the listeners Whoa. who, for some reason, have stuck around with us for this long. Let us know what you want. Email us at thebaseballpod at gmail.com or reach out on Twitter. Our DMs are open right. at thebaseballpod. Hit us up on our individual Twitters if you feel like making it personal. Fair enough. I'm at Ethan Paturski. What are you? I'm at Lord of Shade 5-7. <laughs> yeah, our DMs are open. If you guys want to come on and play a game or something, go ahead. If you want to give us advice, which we sorely are lacking in, go ahead. Let's let's call it quits, man. Thanks again to Phil. That was remarkable. I loved every minute of it. And, um, yeah, looking forward to the next episode of the World Baseball Classic. And, guys, as always. And we'll see you on the next one.